So, are we really galloping toward herd immunity? Come along and listen as we talk about some things that we all should be thinking about. I'm Chris Joslin, and this is Jaws Bites. everyone to the Chris Joslin show brought to you specifically by iLevelLogistics.com. You can go to that website. You can see it running right across the screen here in a few seconds. Uh, it is an aggregated news site, tra uh, transportation 3PL logistics related, specifically designed to, as a portal for a view into a world that needs to be have more attention to it. There are certainly things out there today that you can look at in various sites and where our goal is to try to aggregate that information, put it in in context, sometimes curate it, sometimes add our own flavor to what's going on and, and give you some of our uh, perceptions on some of the things that are happening in the industry, some of the, the challenges we face, some of the, the uh, uh, governmental over... Um, oversight, if you will, for the industry and how it applies to our daily lives. Whether you're a large company or a small, whether you're trying to start something up and be an entrepreneur or whether you have a career invested in the logistics 3PL industry, this kind of site is for you. And, and as we go along, as we provide additional content, we're going to also be providing kind of a, a classroom approach for those that, that are interested in in learning more about or becoming even certified in certain areas of the industry. So look forward to that in the future. Come visit us on the social media apps. Come visit us directly at iLevelLogistics.com and be part of the conversation. Be part of the community. That's our goal is to, to spread the word and to get feedback to have you be able to grow your careers or your direction in, uh, in business and in life and at the same time, grow our knowledge of, of what's happening as well. Um, this is this is another edition of what I like to call Jaws Bites, and uh, it's part of the Road Scholar program that you can see on our site. And today, I wanted to kind of dive into a subject that is kind of right in front of us all the time. It's either in front of us in terms of having a mask on, or it's in front of us in terms of vaccines are coming. So this one I've actually titled. Uh, you know, Jaws Bites, I heard that. You know, play on words for heard because what I really wanted to talk about is the idea of where the vaccine is coming. Uh, we're, we're coming quickly to a point in our situation with COVID where herd immunity of some sort will come about, whether it's because of the massive amount of infections we've had in this country or whether it's due to more and more vaccinations coming into play. And how it relates to the transportation industry, some of the polls that are out there, one internal poll we took, and some external polls that, that indicate kind of the, uh, the way people are thinking in terms of whether there's a desire to take a vaccine and what that means for our transportation uh, and society as a whole in general. So I, I hope you're there with us, joining us with, with us today on YouTube or on the the website or one of the social media platforms, LinkedIn perhaps, and welcome aboard is all I can say. But I, I will tell you this, I, I read some articles and there's a new Road Scholar 
I think it's under indices or data bytes right now, uh, about a, what's going to be a continuing controversy. There's this, this idea that we've got to be guided by science. Well, scientists are not infallible. They, they certainly have their degree of bias, their certain degree of acumen where uh, segments of, of science are attributed to either biology or uh, chemistry or some type of uh, therapeutics. There, there's all kinds of ideas around this virus and how it should be approached, and I'm certainly no expert on that, though I'd love to get an expert on and have some feedback in some of the comments and such based on what I'm saying today. But there was an article that, that, uh, that we put into the Rhodes Scholar article as well, and it was in the, the Journal of Commerce, or excuse me, it was the Wall Street Journal, I believe, and it was by a gentleman named McCary. Uh, again, a Wall Street Journal article, and his contention overall is that we're rapidly galloping toward herd immunity. And there's a lot of factors involved in that, but, the, but this can be seen by a tremendous decrease, like a, a, uh, I believe it's a 50-some percent decrease. Uh, oh, no, down 77% over the last six weeks is the number of cases of COVID-19 in this country. Now, we can argue statistics all we want, but no, no matter what, if you show a 77% downtrend on the number of cases, even if it's not quite that high, it's still pretty high. And it, it can't be attributed alone to vaccinations. Vaccinations are certainly rolling out. The Pfizer vaccine um, has, has been implemented in different places as, as well as the other. And, and Johnson & Johnson is right around the corner, if I remember reading that correctly. It's about, and that's a one-shot variant, which is, which is something that's, that's incredible that we've been able through this warp speed process and, and uh, applying a lot of um, collaboration between governmental agencies and private sector to be able to create something like this. This is, it, it, it's unprecedented that we're able to, to come up with this solution in such a short period of time for something that's been facing all of us so dramatically. So it, it's important to note all those things. It's important to understand that the vaccine is rolling out, but it's also important to see that we're probably underestimating the amount of infections that have been in the United States. You know, what draws our attention, of course, is hospitalizations and in deaths, and those predominantly go to the, the older part of our society, which is luckily also the ones that are getting the vaccine right now and, and first and, and need it the most, as well as some of the frontline folks. But what, what needs to have attention to it is this, this scientist who, who is a professor, his name is Marty uh, McCary, Professor John Hopkins School of Medicine, and his contention is that somewhere by April, we're going to be back to a normalized situation with this COVID-19, that we'll have enough herd immunity developed, not only from the vaccinations, but from the likely infections. His contention is that about a one to six, six and a half percent ratio should be used when looking at the number of true infections and immunities that have been built up. And the fact is, is that when people are getting reinfected, which is a worry with the variants and things that are out there, it's about a 1% reinfection rate and it's much less uh, critical for people that are getting it. I'm not trying to downplay the affects of, of getting any disease at all. Don't get me wrong there. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm also not trying to 
produce any more fear that's out there because that's one of the biggest problems we have today I think is that there's so much fear involved in this debate and it comes from both the science world and the political world and I think there are reasons for both of that uh, both of those things as I said a moment ago scientists are not infallible this this uh, McCary is not infallible he could be right he could be wrong he's probably somewhere in between him and uh, Dr. Fauci, who's basically saying wear masks till next year and maybe we'll get normalized by the end of the year. I don't, I don't know any better than you do. All I can do is absorb the information and turn around and look at where I'm at in my personal life as far as risk tolerance, priorities, what I should and should not do to make a living, what I need to do for my kids' health and for those loved ones around me that I'm, I'm trying to make sure are psychologically affected to the least amount of degree as possible. So, you know, having read through this a bit and looked at it, I said, okay, well, how does this, how does this apply to the transportation industry? And if you go on our, our website, ilevelogistics.com, and, and look at Road Scholar and see the latest article that's being posted up there, you'll also see, as as part of this, a a poll that was taken. Um, let me see. I, I believe it was, yeah, New. it's called New Morning Consult was the name of the company that took the poll, and it basically said that about 56% of the nearly 17,000 people who were polled basically said that they would get the vaccine. That's barely over a coin flip. And, again, the reasons behind such a low number of overall adults that were asked that is probably a combination of just so much information without a, I don't know, a, a center point of that information ringing true for everybody. There's so much, you know, you can go down, of course, as far left or right as you want as far as conspiracies are concerned, and I'm excluding that in this conversation entirely, but the general public has a degree of risk tolerance for things. And when you don't have a consensus, even from the scientists, at what should and should not happen, you're setting yourself up for a lot of variant opinions. Because it's, it's you know, we talk about herd immunity, and I think it's a, a kind of a, an interesting way to, to talk about things because it brings up in our minds the, the visual of a herd of, I don't know, sheep perhaps, but something else maybe too, but it, this idea that we're all this one big group, which is true, and we need to be looked at in terms of numbers as far as that's concerned, but we're a group of individuals. And in this country in particular, there is a design for attention to specific individual freedoms. That's something that I don't think any of us really want to let go of. We may think differently about what those freedoms should be and how much freedom there should be. But ultimately, I think we all believe that individual freedom is, is a, a big part of who we are as United States citizens. So herd immunity is interesting because underneath that there are variants. And this poll, this New Morning Consult poll, looked at uh, workers in, in industrial service sectors. Um, less likely or more likely to get the vaccine. And they segmented that off. You can look at our, our thing online, but they, they segmented off in these, these high-level uh, divisions, one of which is transportation. 
Now, the transportation division showed that only about 50% of the people that were in that category, so it was 6% under the average, said they would get the vaccine. And that, now that's about a 20% variant off of what our I-level poll, which we ended mid-January, I believe, was looking at just over 70%. But the way the question is asked is, is, is interesting as well. I think this, this poll that we're talking about today, this uh, new morning console poll, was basically yes or no. Would you or would you not receive a vaccine? Our poll was more about a degree you know, are you more likely or less likely or somewhat likely, that kind of thing. So that can cause some variance as well. But I think, I think there's a component here we need to look at that can cause even more of variance. And that is the segment within the segment. Transportation in general, when looked at by this new morning uh, console poll, is most likely talking about transportation as a, a general field. And that could be you know, certainly airline pilots, but it could be bus drivers, it could be train operators on the, the consumer side, in, in other words, the, 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 the public transportation side. And our website is designed for transportation professionals. It, it's more of the back end, the people that are tendering loads of people, the truck drivers, the, the, the people that are tracking and tracing things coming from overseas to the United States and vice versa, all that kind of thing, LTL, less than truckload, full truckload. That's the kind of thing we're, we're looking at. And I, I believe one of, the, one of the couple of points that I think caused the biggest variant in, in a poll like we had ourselves in a poll like New Morning Console had is that that segment isn't, isn't focused on correctly. Uh, I think if you pulled out pieces of transportation as a whole and divided it into professional transportation providers and uh, you know consumer-based transportation things like Amtrak and bus lines and all that kind of thing, airlines, things like that, you would see a variant as well. So, and, and certainly the number of people polled by this, this uh, new morning console poll was a, a, a much, larger, much larger sampling in a longer period of time than we had for ours. So this is not a debate about the poll, though. This is this is really talking about specific to the industry, because I I and one of the things in this new morning console poll looked at health providers. Now the health providers were while transportation was six points under the average, health providers were four points over, still very very close to the middle, and you would think, just intuitively that healthcare providers would look at all the devastation that COVID has created over the last year around them and say, let me line up for a shot now. Uh, hasn't been so. Uh, we could go into probably a very long discussion as to the reasons why behind that, but it, it my personal opinion, uh, is the, the Jaws Bites opinion, if you will, is that there is a, a personal aspect uh, in psychology to this <clears throat> that is an element that is being overlooked too much. Very hard to define, so that's probably why it's being overlooked. But I, you know, it, let, let's let's use it this way. Let, you know, if if we talk about the transportation industry, if we talk about someone that is sitting at home these days, because that's where an operation person is and um, 
you know, getting on the computer and occasionally sending emails and very rarely on the phone these days because people don't have to be on the phone these days, that person uh, perhaps uh, is more likely to have and heard so much environmental noise about the fear of this this disease that they're like, let me get a shot as soon as I can. And a truck driver who is on the front lines and in the trenches daily going into facilities, in and out of facilities, having to put PPP on or not, and and understanding that there is a um, a risk involved with things. I think the person that drives a big rig truck versus a person that is tapping out something on a on a computer while both are incredibly important to the business aspects of what we do for a living in transportation logistics there is a a psychological disposition that differs the two and relates directly to how they decide whether or whether or not they would like to get a vaccine now our internal poll says that the transportation professional in general 70 odd percent will go ahead and get that shot anyway Uh, that may be a mandate coming up certainly there's a lot of direction going that says that that maybe the mandate kind of thing is is where frontline people are going i know some health professionals that nurses and doctors and things that have been told you will get this no matter what or you will not come in and you know i think in the very near future You'll probably have to have a part of your your uh, identification process to get on a plane, validating that you had some kind of preventative measure against COVID nineteen, or you won't get on the plane, or you will be sequestered somewhere, or something like that. So, so who knows where a lot of this will evolve to, where it will go? But the reality is, is when you talk about herd immunity, you're not talking about herd decision making. You're talking about herd immunity possible through individual decision-making. And there will definitely be people that, just like you run into people that that are uh, wearing or not wearing masks for whatever their internal calculation is telling them to do, it's hard in a country like ours to dictate, at least not for very long. I mean, we can see you know, that happening today where there are political consequences for the people we put into power to make these decisions that have either locked down too much or not locked down enough or, you know, said one thing and said another thing or changed their minds too many times on this one subject, that there are going to be consequences for that. On top of that, there's a societal consequence that's happening where there's an effect on people from an economic level in this country that is going to take a generation to come back from for some people. People that are working at home, that are frontline and that are maybe, maybe you walk into your grocery store and you see, you know, it's fully staffed. Well, their lives have changed, but not economically. They've been deemed essential, sometimes for unknown reasons, not sure why Walmart and Costco and those kind of things are essential while a small local business shop is not. But those aren't my decisions to make. And they're, they're things that 
all of us think about within the context of our own uh, ongoing, you know, life process. But, but the, I, I think individuals deciding whether or whether or not they should get shots is, I don't know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be something that a, a governmental agency will be able to uh, facilitate properly in the minds of some folks. And the, the idea of getting back to a normalization in short order is, I think we all want that. We all want it. I know it was almost exactly a year ago now that we were told, let's slow the spread. Let's shut everything down for a couple of three weeks to slow the spread. Or, or, or I don't think it said slow the spread. I think it was like change the curve. And that was perfectly understandable because we had a infrastructure that needed to be accommodated for a surge in a pandemic situation like this. We had to have the PPEs. We had to have the hospital beds. We had to have the... The, the ventilators, all those kinds of things. Totally understandable. But it's a year later now. And I think that uh, um, there is a... Everybody is tired of, of not really knowing. And uh, let me put it this way. I, I think when you have something invisible that affects a populace like this, it's a very difficult specter to deal with. And that specter really comes down to how do we fear things? Um, and it's a legitimate fear to have. I wouldn't I know a lot of people that have had COVID. I have not myself, but I know a lot of people that have. Um, one of our drivers in, a, in, in one of my companies, whose mother passed away just recently from COVID. Now, I don't know if there were com comorbidities or not. That's not... It's not what it's about. You, you, things affect people all the time, and it's it's heartbreaking to see those kind of things happen. There's a lot of stories out there. There's nearly 500,000 people in the United States that have died, at least to some degree, or they've died earlier than they would have because of this disease. So attacking it, um, getting it put behind us, and getting our lives back into order is job number one. And only history is going to tell us whether we did the right things, the wrong things, or somewhere in between. But it is what it is. We've got to get through it. So my contention is in, in the article today that was put on uh, iLevel under Road Scholar about this subject basically said that the iLevel poll would welcome uh, overall that the... the predominance of the people in the poll would welcome the vaccine once it was made available. Welcome may be the, too strong of a word. You know, maybe it's more like accept that they must have, right? And, and, and that probably goes back to what I said a, a little bit ago, because there's a there's an unknown thing to fear, and then there's a physical shot to take that you may or may not fear some of the consequences of that, which is when you're evaluating which is worse you end up taking the shot. That's that's where I think this is going. Now, I I, I don't want to get too heavy in this. I, I, I wanted to just make sure and, and put out my thoughts about this article because I thought it was very interesting. And I'm I'm a cup half full guy. You know, you know, I often say this to people though, right? So if you're a cup half full guy or if you're a cup half empty guy, the reality is the cup is still half, right? So 
I'm really not sure overall whether my predilection is for optimism or pessimism. Maybe it just depends on the situation. But in this situation, after this period of time, with the economic effects on uh, a huge swath of businesses and, and people in the United States, and a psychological effect that will impact an entire generation of kids today, it is time for optimism. So if I have a choice between Dr. Fauci, who's been the face of this for a year now almost, saying masks till 2022 and no normalization really even thought of until the end of the year, and in, or instead this uh, opinion uh, from this doctor, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I forgot his name again, uh, McCary, uh, I'm going to take the opinion from Dr. McCary. Even if he's wrong about April, maybe it's May. So he, he talks specifically about the memory, uh, the, the capabilities of our body in, in T-cell and how they have a memory for these things that happen to us. And he even used an example in one of his articles about somebody 90 year, or I think it was, yeah, a, a, a child in 1918 during that pandemic, the Spanish flu pandemic, and 90 years later, that the T cells of the people that were in that pandemic them still showed a memory for uh, uh, fighting off that same type of flu variant. So our bodies are incredible. And whether they're helped along by one of these vaccines or whether uh, more of us have had this and have created either antibodies or used T cell memory to adapt to these things, whether it's the variant or the original, I think we're on the down curve. I'm, I'm confident of that. And how, and I'm, I'm additionally optimistic because the industry that we live and work in, the transportation 3PL industry, is going to absolutely explode. It's going to be volatile because the network is messy and imbalanced right now. But the economy in the United States is going to rebound like nothing we've ever seen, I believe. There are extraneous things that are happening that may damper some of that. There's a lot of, of talk about monetary policy and infrastructural policy, things that affect and don't affect the industry directly. But we're all in this together. We're all in this merry-go-round together. So all these pieces fit into a puzzle. And this piece, I believe, from the transportation uh, end of things, is that that segment, the business professional segment, whether it's the frontline drivers or whether it's the back end customer service reps, are going to engage uh, the in, in grab hold of the vaccination possibility as quickly as possible. So uh, I wanted to get that out there. I wanted to invite you again personally to join the community at ilovelogistics.com. See some of the things we're starting to do. Click on an article or two. It'll push you out to different places. Maybe look at the Road Scholar stuff. Take a look at one of my videos if you're inclined to do so on one of the social media platforms. And uh, watch, watch us grow while we grow as a transportation community. Thanks so much and talk to you soon.